Hey everybody, this is Xi Xiao. This is yet another episode of Salesforce Way Podcast. Today I'm sitting with Christopher Hopper. Hello, Chris. Hello, Xi. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you. You know. Me too. I'm glad. Thank you、uh, for the invite. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, sure, sure. So, Chris,、uh, would you like to introduce yourself、uh, first? Sure. My name is Chris Hopper. I live in Houston, Texas. I am a、uh, Salesforce tech recruiter. Been in the、uh, CRM industry for almost 20 years now.、Uh, used to be a、uh, Siebel guy. Did a lot of consulting work,、uh, everything from being a developer to a technical PM to an architect to a VA. About three years ago, decided to leave the industry as it relates to delivery. And、uh, hang my hat on being a recruiter, helping those in the Salesforce ecosystem advance their Salesforce career. Yeah, really a long history of a CRM, consulting, developer, project manager, everything you have done around this area. Correct, and that's one of the reasons why I decided that I I thought I would be a little bit different in the recruiting space, just based on my background and my wealth of knowledge and experiences. That hopefully I could leverage in sharing with other folks、um, who are maybe just starting out or looking for a career pivot or whatever the case may be, and just share ideas and opinions with them. Yeah, you know, one of the great things you have done is、uh, to share your knowledge and the insights around LinkedIn. Right. Right. So, so there's so many、uh, great articles you are sharing and those、uh, posts that you are engaging people to have a conversation with you. So I I really、uh, enjoy you know follow you in LinkedIn. Great, thank you for that. I mean, again, it's just you know LinkedIn has really been just my go-to when thoughts come up in my head or when I'm having conversations with people, just to be able to share experiences with those. You know, sometimes they resonate with people and sometimes they don't.、Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a good platform for me to be able to express my thoughts, and I enjoy writing. And、um, as you get to do it more often, you become, I think, a little bit better at it. And I advise anybody who hasn't been a writer traditionally just to step into it occasionally because it gets your thoughts on the paper and allows you to figure things out、um, in real time. Yeah, you know, I enjoy conversation. I enjoy sometimes make a video. But writing is totally my weak point. I I suffer from that, but I、uh, on purpose practice my writing.、Style. Yeah, exactly. And again, you could even write stuff. You don't have to publish it, right? I mean, there's nothing that says you can just have a journal and just keep it to yourself. It's more about the practice of doing it, right? Now, I do it socially, one to build a brand awareness and just to help others. And、um, but again, not everyone is comfortable exposing themselves like that, and that's fine. You could always just do things. Close to yourself, and ju- again, it's just trying to get things from your mind onto paper, and、uh, and you get better with it over time, in my opinion.、Mm. Yeah, that's cool. So today I invited you,、uh, actually, also from LinkedIn. So I asked you what things you want to share with us, and、uh, you said,、uh, why not? Let's talk about differentiate yourself as a Salesforce professional in your career, right? Right. I I, right. I like that idea, and then we had、yeah. some short conversations. So I know、sure. that you're gonna bring some great knowledge, and I'd love to really to hear the things from you. So so how did you originally come up with this idea? It's good. It's a great question. So you know, one thing that I see happening is the marketing that Salesforce is doing about all these open positions, right? Three point three million jobs. Happening、yeah. by 2022. Okay, 
I don't really understand how that number is, is derived, what makes up that number, or what positions specifically are part of these 2.2 million positions. Um, but the thing that I do see is that there's a lot of competition. Okay, everyone is drinking the Salesforce Kool-Aid, so to speak, and people that don't have a Salesforce background are trying to get into it, and that's fine, right? Yeah. But you know, if you are doing the same things that everyone else is doing and just getting trailhead badges and just getting certifications and just trying to apply for positions, what makes you any any different than anyone else, right? It's it's you. So what makes you different, in my opinion, is your unique personality, your ability to be creative, and the things that you do to stand out, right? And that, you know, is, is personal to you, but I think it can also help you get to the top of the resume stack when you do things differently, right? And I don't mean to do, I don't, you know, I don't mean to uh, do things extravagantly and, and be uh, annoying or, or, or be a be a jerk along the way. I'm saying keep things professional still, but just think about a strategical way to to perform your job search. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my podcast guests in the past, Arnold Kruvi, based in the UK, and one of his uh, presentation is to sing a song about uh, the technical stuff he did. So he, he really sang a very good song in the presentation. So I think everybody was impressed. That's kind of a it, different thing. Exactly. It's just daring to be different, right? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, they, they call it the, the lizard brain, right? The lizard brain is something that causes you to resist being yourself, right? And it's taken me a long time to, to push through that lizard brain, right? And once I've been able to do that, I've been a lot more free with expressing myself. And you know, again, I'm not for everybody, you're not for everybody, everybody's not for everybody, right? But you are unique and some people enjoy that, right? And some people will resonate with their messaging and what you bring to the marketplace and again, you just have to understand that you may get criticized. Some people may just throw stones at you or the case. Those people aren't for you. The people that are for you are the ones that like your stuff. They comment. They appreciate what you do. Those are the people that you want to build a, a tribe with, right, and build a relationship with. And I think once you start doing that, you will start to see more people enjoying what you bring to the marketplace, your creativity, and it will resonate with them. And, you, you know, it's just – a good way for you to express yourself. Okay. I think I'm convinced um, I do want to differentiate myself. And a mm -hmm. lot of my listeners, they are from the technical side. Right. And uh, this is actually one of our weak points. We, yes. yeah, you, you introverted, right? right? Exactly, yeah. right? So I get it. Trust me, I, I, I was the same way. You know, I, I enjoy being in, in my cube. I enjoy doing my own thing. I enjoy being left alone. Yeah. Putting in a hard day's work, and uh, and that was fine, you know. And, and you can be very uh, productive and successful at it, right? But when it comes to a job search, right, you it, it, you gotta you don't have to understand this. Well, another piece of it that you don't have to get out of your comfort zone, right? And I talk to people all the time about them not not being comfortable having conversations and reaching out to people, right? And I get it because you're just reserved. You don't want to be um, denied a conversation. You know, you don't want you to have your ego hurt. I get it. You know, I was like, I was the same way. Now I'm in more of a sales and recruiting capacity. So I've had to shift my mindset a little bit and be a little bit more extroverted. And it's been, it's been good, you know. And again, I don't, every conversation that I reach out that I have with somebody, do I get welcome with open arms? 
not even close, right? But occasionally I do, and the people that are willing to talk to me are the people that we have a good conversation around. The other people that just are busy doing other things in their career or, or have their own lives or whatever, okay, fine. I tried. It wasn't a good connection. Go to the next one. Mm, that's cool. I I don't need to you know have this cold call or cold email to a lot yeah. of people daily, but I do, for example, need to invite podcast guests. I need to talk to people as well, but some of them they are busy or for whatever reason they do not reply. So you know you you get this, yeah, yeah. Exactly, but that hasn't stopped you from keeping going, no, right? No, no, no exactly. way it will stop me. Right. I mean, you you're on a mission to do something, right? Mm. And it and and you're gonna have some doors closed, right? But you're gonna have some doors that open, right? And as long as you keep getting some doors open, that keeps you motivated to keep going. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So, Definitely. you know, and, and that's kind of the interviewing process, right? You're going to have, you know, you're starting out your Salesforce career and you send out 10 resumes and maybe one of those invites you in for an interview. Okay. And you bomb the interview. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you reset, you learn from it. You send out 10 new resumes to 10 other employers. Now you get two doors opened. You interview with those. The first one may fail. The second one gets you to the second round. Okay. And then you fail the second round. Okay. Fine. Well, I display clean start again right and it's continue to chip away at things over and over and over again and learning from it to get better right and it's, it's like naming like I'm trying to learn how to play the guitar or, or golf or whatever the case may be right you just take a little piece at a time you figure out what worked what didn't you wipe it wipe it sweet clean you come back the next day and you do it again and you start building blocks and building momentum and building confidence and eventually I, I'm a strong believer that uh, you'll be successful yeah, practice, practice, practice. That's right. <laughs> you know, a lot of my listeners, they are developers. So right. in my opinion, developers still have a bit more advantage over the other uh, career path, like consultants. Sure. Because nowadays, developers are just the hot potato in the market. Yeah. It's always demanded, especially Salesforce ones. Yeah. I usually yeah. say Salesforce developers are a bit spoiled. So you always right. get a job. No, no matter where you go in the world, at this moment at least. So That's right. a lot of developers, they might argue with me, why do you do a lot of this extra stuff? I mean, I get the job, yeah. you get the job, I get salary, yeah. you get a salary. Maybe a little right. bit more right. than me, but you do a lot of extra work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question, right? And so I guess, how do you answer that? I mean, I have my opinion, but what's your thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's not just about the job. Yeah. I'm picking up a thing that I'm passionate about. So, That's right. That's so right. I don't easily get this burnout. I know a lot of people get burnout, if, especially when they're working overtime. But uh, I'm kind of shifting shifting my context. I'm doing a podcast, even though it's still Salesforce related. But it's a totally different story. I really love what I'm doing. So right. I don't know. To me, it's not just the work. It's really something else. I love doing. Right, exactly. And you know, if you think about it, the work that you do on a daily basis is really enclosed, right? It's mm -hmm. you and it's the organization you're working for. Yeah. Right? The things you're yeah. doing now with a podcast or writing is out to the masses, right? Yeah. And so you get a deeper reach, right? You you build connections, you know, you build relationships, you know, people see value in the content that you produce. And it's about, you know, you get to I think a lot of people, and this is especially true for me. In the first 15, 16 years of my career, you know, I was a career counselor and I was a manager and things like that, but it was really contained 
to the organization that I was working in, right? Yeah. Took me a while to figure out, well now, you know, I've, I've done that for so long, how can I figure out how to provide knowledge and experience to more people at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And it's through podcasts, and it's through uh, blogging, and it's through writing articles, and it's through one-on-one connections with various people that aren't directly to my to individuals' day-to-day dealings in the organization, right? So, you know, and like you said, a lot of times developers don't get it. Um, they're, they're self-contained, they're introverted, and it's fine. Again, just because you do it doesn't mean it's the right fit for everyone else to do it, right? right. But you've been successful at it, you're, um, you're inspirational, right? And what may happen is other people who have been in their comfort zone for a while may learn from you and say, well, if she can do it and he's successful at it, let me go ahead and try to do it as well, right? And it just takes you know, a couple of stepping stones in the right direction to start to build a confidence behind them. I'm sure when you first started, you may be a little resistant or you just didn't when the show is going to work. Right. Totally, but but yeah. now you're doing whatever one a week. I mean, I, I saw your, your list of guests that you've had. and I was surprised that you've had so many in such a short amount of time. Right. And so you really the momentum is behind you now and you're off to the races and you're asking people and they're accepting. and You're just building more and more and more of a, of a, of a brand and uh, getting people to uh, connect with you. Yeah, definitely. And also another point is that you learned a lot from yeah. my guests. Yeah. Yeah. You're sh- in the same time, you're sharing the, the knowledge. It's like a win-win for a lot of people. That's it. It's, it's just two people having a conversation, you know, and it's yeah. um, sharing your thoughts, sharing my thoughts. We may not agree on anything, everything, and that's fine. We may agree on a lot. Or it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's just about sharing knowledge with each other, and hopefully the things that we say um, helps resonate with folks. You know, like yesterday I had a conversation with someone. She's a Salesforce newbie, and I don't have – you know, this uh, book of, of, of things that will work for everybody or a silver bullet to help you get your first job. But I do have some thoughts and opinions on everything, right? And so if, if someone's willing to reach out to me, I'm willing to share my thoughts. And, you know, yesterday I was like, Chris, this is some good material that you're giving me. I'll write some things down and start to execute on them, right? And so it's just... You know, there's just new things that are brought to the conversation that people may not have thought about initially. But when you have those conversations, just, you know, thoughts are, are, are flying around and some things may stick and some things may not. But there's things that stick that help you continue to advance. Mm-hmm. Hi, here's a quick note. Don't forget to check the show notes of this episode where you can find short video teasers, the guest contact information, the important complementary materials, and my own learning points among many other useful information. In addition, I have also started a YouTube channel to share important stuff I learned from my guest. If you are serious about your Salesforce developer journey, you should definitely consider subscribing to this channel. And obviously, the name of this YouTube channel is Salesforce Way. Now, let's get back to the show, shall we? And also, Chris, I know that you're quite active in the social network, especially mm-hmm. in LinkedIn. So what's your thoughts for the other developers or Salesforce professionals? Should they also jump into LinkedIn to be more open, more active? 
I, I, I think so, right? And I don't say that just because I am, but mm-hmm. you know, it's you gain more from it than you lose, right? When you're actively engaged on a social channel, right? And you know, it, especially if you're in between careers or you're looking for your first break, right? Um, because I know a lot of times people are not acting on LinkedIn when they have a job because they're busy focusing on other things. But if you just spend a little time after hours or on the weekends just to engage with folks, it just builds relationships for the long term. You know, and it's not something where it's just you need a job because when that happens, it's too late. Right. And so so what I try to uh, evangelize and stress is building bridges before you need to cross them. Okay, And in order to do that, spend a little time either whether it's half an hour in the morning or an hour and a half on the on the weekends, whatever it is, you know, just start making connections, building some uh, relationships, having good conversations, sharing things of value with them. Because, again, when you meet something, you've already laid the framework in place so someone will be willing to help you. Like for now, for example, let me just take my experience. You know, one thing I tell candidates, I don't, my client base is very small, right? I just, I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a small fish in a big pond of recruiting. But what I try to do is build connections with hiring managers, okay? And so what I tell candidates is I may not have a direct position for you, but if you're looking at a position somewhere else and you see that I'm connected to someone that's a hiring manager of that organization, let me know and I'll be happy to do an introduction for you. And I think most of the time so far, they've been willing to accept that message and at least respond back to me. My thought is that I've been able to provide content, build a brand, show awareness, try to give back so they are willing to at least acknowledge my message, right? Because I've, I've built that that uh, you know kind of foundation for a long time now, hmm. right? And so that just and the same thing. Just because it happens for me doesn't mean it can't happen for everybody. I'm just giving you an example of the things yeah. that I've done to help others have a direct connection to a hiring manager. And the same thing can happen for a developer, right? Just start hmm. uh, getting on there, um, building those connections, having conversations because you never know when it can be needed in the long run. I have read some books talking about your network, especially yeah. the social network. It strongly recommends you to connect the people around you based on their needs. Like what you just mentioned, if there's a candidate and you know a higher manager, then connect them two together. You you don't have to be the middle point. You connect them, they will build up their relationship. That's exactly. how to how would I say to solidify your own network, right? The more connections they have, you are more strong in the in your Exactly. And it's hard to understand and, and yeah, put it is. together just because most people are looking for a direct uh, uh, receiving something directly, immediately, like direct uh, gratification, right? But that a lot of times is not how it works, right? It's about giving, giving, giving. You know, there's Gary Vee, you know, most people know who Gary Vee is, right? He's got a book called um, Jab, 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 Right Hook, right? And, and, and the philosophy around that is just continue to help and give people information and content and things of value because when you ask for something, the foundation is there and most likely it's going to be receptive, Right. And, you know, and I know I understand completely that it's a mental uh, block for people to understand how that works. 
Um, and it took me a while to get through it as well. But then once you cross that barrier, you start to realize that uh, things start to click and, and you see more success. Yeah. I'm also following Gary on all different platforms. Yeah. And we will also put the, the, the book you just mentioned in our show notes because on some of uh, his other books, I, I would say all his uh, best-selling books are, are right. all good, right? So, right. yeah, that's a kind of like a mental uh, exercise you really need to do and then see the benefit and feel, sense it, and then you, you will cross that bridge. Yeah, definitely. Right, right. And, and, you know, believe me, I don't know, years ago, I'm working 60, 70 hours a week, right, in a consulting capacity. I didn't have time. I didn't care to do it, right? So I get it, right? Um, but the thing that I've learned now is it's important to, to, to make time because I think it will help you in the long run if you start just chipping away at it gradually, right? And, and so I, I get it. It's not for everybody, and people may not um, feel comfortable doing it, uh, and that's fine. But I think if there's a little bit of... Um, inclination internally to, to start step out of your comfort zone, that's a good way to start. And it's social, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you they can come and chop your legs off, right? It's not a social platform where what's the worst thing that could happen is say something negative or ignore you? Okay, big deal. It's like there's no there's no detriment to your health or your physical well-being in this yeah. case. I think it's still a mental kind of uh, blocker yeah. there. Because, you know, um, sometimes uh, some of my friends or colleagues or people around me, they say, oh, you shared some good uh, stuff over there uh, on LinkedIn. But those people never click the like. It's like they are like a ghost in LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. They're every day there, but they never share any thoughts or click a like or give comments. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I accept everybody has his own opinion. I just don't quite get why they are doing like this. Right, right. And the thing is, I don't do the best of this. I, I do check out the likes and the comments when I post something because it just mm-hmm. tells me who's engaged. But the, the, you know, you the thought is you shouldn't be doing that for the for the self gratification because that's that's not the right way to think about it, right? And 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 it's just about getting out there and exposing yourself, right? And, and, and feeding people your, your thoughts, right? Um, some posts I put out there gets hundreds of likes, some get, get 10, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so one thing it does tell me is there's some things, when I talk about marketing and, and content strategy is like, okay, I need to take a look at that so I can understand what resonates with people more so than others, exactly. right? And so to just kind of curtail my, my content based on that. Yeah, there's no shortcut. You just need to practice and try different things and see which one has the best feedback and then improve on top of that. That's right. And if you do it daily or, or weekly, you know, you start to fall into a pattern, right, or a habit, right? And uh, and then it just becomes second nature. Right? And, and the thing that you, once you start doing it, mm-hmm. it's crazy how this works because then it's in the back of your mind. Right. And then, you know, you think about, OK, I'm going to post something tomorrow. I need to think about what to post. And as you have your daily day activities, you say, oh, that, that just happened. I can write about that tomorrow. Right. Because it's because it's something that you're in a habit of doing every day or every few days or whatever it is. And, you know, you just take a little notepad or a journal or whatever or even on your phone. And my phone is full of notes as far as I'm driving to a customer site. 
and a new thought pops in my head, or I just had a conversation with somebody, I'm like, okay, that, 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 could, that could be a good post. So I put some notes in my, in my phone, and then the next day I have it there, and I'm ready to post it. Exactly. I think we talked a lot about stepping out of uh, comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. Do it from different angles, social or your, your practical work. And yeah. in addition to that, I think you also mentioned, um, are you just taking something as granted or are you also giving? So that's also one of the things you shared with me. Could you yeah. open this point up as well? Sure, sure. So most people don't reciprocate well with, with uh, takers, right? So what I mean by a taker is just saying, Here, here's what I need, right? Most people get pissed off when you tell them about what you need. They don't care right, what you need, right? They care about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And they care probably about helping others as well, right? If you approach that with some humility along the way, right? And so the thing that just upsets me somewhat is, is people that are just posting their resume on LinkedIn saying, I'm available for a job, help me, okay? You know, I have to imagine that the acceptance rate on that is slow, as low to none, okay? Because what have you done for anyone else along the way, mm-hmm. right? And so um, just, you know, there's a – takers don't succeed as, as well as givers, right? And so if you can get through that kind of mental understanding that the more that you give out – the more you end up receiving in the long run, right? Um, and so that's kind of what I mean about giving and taking. And, and, and so far, I've seen success at it, and I, and I enjoy it. You know, and it's something that you have to enjoy doing, right? I enjoy helping others. I enjoy having those conversations because what it does is two things. It helps me build relationships. It helps me understand struggles that people are going through, right? And then it helps me take that information and share it with other people because I'm sure they're seeing they're having the same problems that the candidate I just spoke to was having, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, for for developers specifically, you know, using GitHub and, and 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 blogging and talking about the things that you've learned along the way will help others succeed. And then you never know how it comes back around, right? And it may and it's crazy how this works, right? You may give things away to let's just say five people right or five people who interacted with it and they and those people don't give you something back in return hmm. but three days later someone that you didn't even know about decides yeah. to come to you and provides you something of value yeah right and, and so it's not like a one-for-one between giving and taking right it's more about give 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 and something eventually will come around and come into your benefit i think that happens uh, a lot in life, regardless of jobs and you know, your careers, it's just life in general. I think it's also for maybe building uh, in the human beings, like uh, the gene, is that we we get happier when we give give that, stuff out, right? That is exactly right. I have a note here that I want to do a blog post about is okay. you know there is there's genetics or genes that says that you know if you're let's say for example if you're running into um, you're starting to get depressed because you're not landing a position, okay? And you've been through multiple interviews and you say, on your resume, you know, what I did when I was in between positions, I went to volunteer, right? I went to the, I went to the homeless shelter and spent four hours a day feeding the homeless, okay? And 
it got me through those difficult times and got my mind off of sending my resume out and applying to positions and being in my office depressed, right? It got me doing good things, right, and good doing good deeds. And then over time, it helped build my confidence back up, right, and helps me dig myself out of a hole, basically. Um, so, yeah, there, there is some, some research and there's some studies and there's some genetics that come into play as far as doing things for others will help get you through any kind of mental frustrations or depression that you're currently running through. Yeah, this is also kind of counterintuitive uh, for right. other people. So, so at least I can recommend it. You have to take a, a leap and then yeah. do it and then yeah. see how it feels. So no matter how we say it here, you can't really sense that maybe that far. That's right. That's right. You, you, you don't know unless you start trying, right? And the other thing is, if you just want to, again, write a blog, right? And, and, and if you have a web page or, you know, do it, LinkedIn may be too much because it goes out to the masses, but just publish it somewhere. I don't care where it's at, right? And, and write some thoughts down and, and write something that you learned, right? And give something of value out there and, um, and you keep doing it. And it just builds that mental fortitude to push through, right? And it makes you, believe it or not, it makes you feel good. Like if I have a bad day and I have bad days all the time with interviews that go awry or candidates not showing for the interview or they're late or hiring managers that blow me off, you know, I get, I get thrown punches daily, okay? But the one thing I do know that if I come in the next morning and I write about something, it resets, right? And if, if you do that... Um, it's hard to explain and, and to get your, your mind uh, around it, but you, you do it, you keep doing it, uh, it, makes, it makes the world a better place. Yeah, and to me is that uh, it definitely helped me to step up and step out of my comfort zone once I can build the habit and practice and get more efficient on these things. So exactly like you just uh, mentioned is that you don't need to think about it anymore. You don't need to prepare much about it anymore. It's just part of your daily routine. So right. yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, and this, be patient, I would say. So that's that right. Happens in the day. So that's right. That's exactly right. And and one thing that some people were talking about, kind of being introverted, right? And you know, the thing about Salesforce is it's a very community-driven uh, technology. Okay, and I don't think there's anything else like it where there's so many people that are willing to welcome people with open arms, right? And, and there's a tribe there, right? And you know, if you're an introvert, you're in the best capacity you can be in if you're a Salesforce developer to reach out to other people in the community that would welcome you with open arms. But you have to ask, right? People just, you know, people are. Most people are not just going to go out and try to find people to help, right? You have to go out there and say, hey, Chris, hey, she, you know, this is what I'm currently running into. Do you mind having a 15-minute conversation with me over coffee or lunch or a phone call just to help me understand your point of view on the situation? And I think a majority of people in the social ecosystem will welcome that conversation with open arms. It's just how things have been organized and some of the values that are part of, of Salesforce and the, the industry and the, the company itself, that there's um, a lot of value uh, 
to be had and a lot of um, um, warmth to be given. Mm. Right. Thanks for all this information sure. sharing. I think it's quite useful. One more question I still want to ask you as sure. um, a developers. So we want the hands-on stuff. We love to do yeah. hands-on stuff. So in our CV, how can we put things into our CV? How do we build those kind of skill sets or showcases, you know, along yeah. the journey? So how should we differentiate us from the tangible stuff? Correct. So, you know, your, your, your CV is really just kind of a, a front facing for your work, right? Just the highlights of what you've done. Now, good CVs that I enjoy reading is they have a link to their GitHub, right? Or they have a, uh, a link to their blog, right? Or they have a link to their portfolio of digital assets that they've built out, right? Mm -hmm. So a hiring manager or recruiter can easily take it from the resume to see what they've done, right? And see how they've actually applied what they know into real world examples, right? Mm -hmm. And not enough people do that, and I'm not sure why, because they've done the work already, you just need to, to, to publish it, right? And make it available, because it starts a dialogue. And it's not so much about being right or wrong about how you did something, that's not really the point in doing this. It's just about being able to show others what you can do and how you've been able to take a challenge and build a solution around it, right? And be able to have a talking point around it. It's not saying, well, why did you write it this way versus that way, right? That, that is not the point of doing this. It's the point about just being a differentiator and showing that you know how to apply concepts and figure out how to troubleshoot and solve problems. Because mm. a lot of time when I talk with uh, people around me, is that uh, they have already, like you said, they have already done the job. But sometimes yeah. it's um, mixed with the customer information. They don't, they cannot publish that out. So it takes some effort to do it does. split. But the thing to me is that that's the fun part as well. You know, it practices, you're learning, right? right? You're learning how to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, you're exactly right. And you can even just, just, it doesn't have to be everything that you built out. Just take a prototype, right? And, and build out a prototype of what you've already done into your dev org and using dummy data, right, that's available to you instead of using customer specific information. Like there, there's ways to get around that, right? Yeah. You know, I, it's, and some stuff is just so simple. Like I had a, a Salesforce admin, she had a portfolio or she just had a PowerPoint presentation about things that she's worked on. It's just a slideshow about here's the different things that she built. And she just whited out the, the customer information, right? And, and it's fine. We, the point of having that is not the information, the data. It's yeah. the solution that you built, right? And, exactly. you know, you can't tell me that more than one organization isn't using a very similar solution, right? I mean, especially when it's generic, let's just say like using Flow or Process Builder or writing an Apex trigger, right? All that stuff is applicable to most organizations, right? You just need to be able to talk about what you did that was kind of specific to the requirements that were on hand, right? And keep it, keep it, I guess, generic enough so they, so it's not proprietary to the organization you built it for. I think there's ways around, you know, uh, worrying about, uh, sharing proprietary information. Mm. Yeah. I think we share a lot of uh, thoughts with uh, similar ideas. And uh, yeah, so I think it kind of like echoed what I'm doing now. 
and uh, especially the things I enjoy doing and keep doing, like this podcast. Good. And definitely we will connect um, further and share thoughts. I will also read your articles, still give you feedbacks over there. Okay, that's great, Xie. Listen, thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed this conversation. Hopefully others will find uh, value in it as well. Yeah, thanks, Chris. It was great having you here. Yeah, talk to you next time. Okay, thank you. Okay, next time. Take care. Bye-bye.